This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 28th Sunday of the year, the 14th of October. One of my early memories of going to allocution lessons as a student was being asked to recite a poem entitled The Rich Young Ruler, which is the gospel and the subject of this Sunday's Mass. It's a story in the Gospel which is full of pathos, optimism and then disappointment. But there are three great lessons in this story of the rich young man. The first is that there is a deep and abiding hunger in every one of us for eternal life. We all have a lot of different hungers for success, for money, for well-being, but underneath all of these there is the desire for something eternal, for something everlasting. It's this drama and tension in our lives that gives birth to the real poetry of life. We're like the animals in many ways, but we're not like them because there is something else in us that directs us beyond animal desires and instincts. And it's this yearning that we have for heaven, for the things that are eternal. Think of that painting in the Sistine Chapel of the final judgment with all those writhing figures. It's reminiscent of how we constantly strive and struggle to break forth into something greater. This is precisely what the rich young man discerned, that in his own life there is still an emptiness which he cannot fill with money or worldly goods and possessions. Secondly, he knows where to find this happiness and fulfilment that he's seeking. So he runs up to Jesus and this is the bit he does get right. He knows who Jesus is and goes to him. He asks him, how does he achieve eternal life? The problem up and down the centuries and the problem today is that we have a tendency to think somehow of our own will, our own choice is where the good comes from. The basic claim of the Bible, the word of God, is the good has an objective form which is revealed in Jesus Christ. And it is to that objective form that we must direct and orientate our lives. So Jesus tells him, first of all, that he has to eliminate all those things that attack the love of God. He tells him to observe the commandments, much as the same you would ask your doctor what you need to do to have good physical health. He'll tell you maybe to stop smoking or stop eating fatty foods or to stop sitting around. The same applies to the spiritual life. The third lesson in this encounter is where it gets tricky. The rich young man has come to Jesus, he has listened to the commandments and he says that he's kept all of them from his childhood. He's done the basics. He's eliminated the basic problems. And Jesus looks at him lovingly and says, there is one thing you've not done. Go and sell what you have and you will have treasure in heaven. Then you can come and follow me. In other words, he tells him that if he wants to have intimacy with God, that if he wants to be like God, who gives away himself radically out of love for us, he too has to do the same. What is it that always stands in the way of our doing the same, of radically loving God? What stands in the way are often our possessions, all the things that we cling to and depend on, all of our toys, our money, our distractions that we hoard for our security. Jesus is saying 
that if you want full participation in the divine life, you must rid yourself of all of that, give it away as God himself gives away his own being. Then you will have eternal life, the life that you're looking for. And here is the sadness for the young man and for us. We want to live in God's way, we seek him, we eliminate from our lives those things that attack the ways of love. But lastly and above all, we must be willing to embark upon the high adventure of the spiritual life, giving everything as God gives everything. It sounds all too much, doesn't it? It sounds too demanding. But the last thing that Jesus says is the bottom line. Surrender your life to the grace and mercy of God, because that is the path of eternal life in a nutshell. Well, this month of October is dedicated to the Holy Rosary, and it is through this prayer that the Church asks us each year at this time to insistently invoke the help of our Blessed Lady through that simple and beautiful prayer. It's a prayer that we can say sitting quietly in church or as we travel to work or as we go about our day or in our groups. But I would suggest whenever and however we pray it, we use it to pray for peace in these times, especially for peace in the church, for harmony in the church, and for all our brothers and sisters who are suffering for the faith. Also for the Synod of Bishops meeting in Rome at this time to discuss the vocation of young people in the church, and also for marriage and family life, according to God's plan, especially this weekend, as we uh, will experience the, the canonization of Pope Paul VI, who wrote that wonderful, monumental, encyclical letter on the transmission of human life, humani vitae. So there's much to pray for, and the rose we should never be far, far from our hands and our lips at this time. So let's embrace this prayer again, asking that Mary, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, will pray for us and intercede for all our needs and the needs of the Church and the world today. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.